In today's highly competitive mortgage industry, building profitable relationships with real estate agents is essential for success. However, finding effective ways to secure agent relationships can be a challenge. With so many mortgage loan originators vying for the attention of real estate agents, it can be difficult to stand out and establish meaningful connections. Our new case study featuring loan officer Chris Coghill is a must read. Chris has closed a remarkable 36 million in funded loans from agent referrals. And in this case study, he shares his proven strategies for building strong relationships with real estate agents and leveraging those relationships to drive more business. To get your hands on this resource, head over to locastudy.com and download your free copy of the case study today. You'll find actionable insights and practical tips that Chris used to close 36 million in funded loans from agent referrals and how you can too. Don't miss out. Go check it out right now. Visit locastudy.com and download your free copy today. Hey listeners, what's up? It's time for another episode of Mortgage Marketing Radio. Hey, 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 listeners. Hey, hey, welcome, welcome, welcome to this episode of the Mortgage Marketing Radio Podcast. So thrilled you have tuned in. We're going to get right into it. Okay, so a couple uh, bits of housekeeping first and foremost. If you've not yet joined our Facebook group, please do so today, this week. When you're hearing this, go to Facebook, type in Mortgage Marketing Radio, jump on in there, and you'll get access to more of what's going on with going live on Facebook, Ask Me Anythings, and various other cool stuff coming your way to help you navigate this road of becoming a modern mortgage professional, hybrid mortgage professional. Uh, as you know, I've been talking a lot about that lately. Uh, second thing is, is Ask Jeff Anything, Ask G-E-O-F-F, Ask Jeff Anything, is where you can go to uh, leave me your question and uh, I will try my best to take your question and answer it on the air. And then uh, everybody's question who's submitted, whether you go, whether you get uh, answered on the air or not, you're all going to be added to a monthly contest for a swag box of cool stuff from me, you know, t-shirt stickers, all kinds of cool little giveaways and time with me on the phone as well to help you with your biggest pressing problem and challenge. So um, with that in mind, and this week's question comes from Kevin Kiley. Kevin, what's up? Shout out to you, man. Thanks for leaving me a question over at Ask Jeff Anything. So Kevin asked me, um, other than real estate agents, what one or two other sources of business, uh, particularly for a newer uh, mortgage originator, what other two, one or two sources of a business would I consider um, pursuing uh, for building my business. And so great question, Kevin, because listen, um, I don't believe that you should only have one source of business, right? There's an old saying in marketing that the, the worst number in businesses is, is one. Um, and in the case of us talking about sources of business leads and referrals, right? If that one source of business becomes disrupted, uh, goes out of business, becomes less effective, right? Then obviously you are disrupted equally by that. Now, with that said, you know, I know it's been traditional for a long time for us in the mortgage space to look at real estate agents as a primary pillar of a source of business. And I was just talking about this earlier with somebody else um, on a call. And I do, do, do still believe that real estate agents for me personally and for many others um, should be. 
a one of the key pillars you have. Now, I know there's some people out there that are anti real estate agent, and that's fine. That's your choice to make. There's obviously other ways to, you know, build your mortgage business. But you're here listening to me because I'm a advocate for building productive, profitable real estate relationships. And I should probably say that again, productive and profitable real estate relationships, because there's a lot of noise that I hear from y'all out there about like, you know, how unloyal real estate agents are, how, right, whatever, fill in the blank. Agents are blank. And let me just propose to you that if an agent is unloyal, why? My answer to that is give them a reason to be loyal. Like, so much of what's happening out there in the space is the same as lame, right? Mortgage approach, sales pitch. It's clone marketing out there for loan officers and approaching real estate agents. So that said, that's my little rant there about why agents are still viable. By the way, did you know that uh, last year, approximately 5 million total sales happened, right? Homes sold. Agents, 89% of the time, people still use a real estate agent. And I talk about this, of course, in my book, Disrupt or Die, as, as well as even with the disruption of technology, agents are still going to be a central part of the transaction because we're not hailing an Uber, we're not ordering a pizza, we're buying a house and getting into the largest debt of our life. And there's some certain guidance and direction for people who only do that once or twice or three times in their life. They need a guide. And the same with you as a mortgage professional, they need you a guide. So while there may be disruption in tech, fintech around process, right, um, verification of funds, underwriting, appraisal, notary, and things like that, don't forget the most human company wins. It's still high tech plus high touch. Don't overlook that. So back to the question from Kevin. Kevin, so that's a great question. I've often thought, like, if I was going to become an active originator again, what other sources of business would I would would I pursue? And I have to say, one that I always come back to is the divorce niche. The divorce niche, right? Um, because I am always thinking about how do I stand out differently and not be commoditized. And you know, who makes more when you think about? in the medical profession? Who makes more? Who makes more in sports training? Who makes more in, um, talk about attorneys, for example, who makes more generalists or specialists? Specialists make more, right? So if you are a specialist in, right, divorce mortgage financing, right, divorce real estate, well, first of all, the people that are in that situation have unique and different needs. Um, they also see themselves differently than other people in a lot of cases and feel that they have different needs and requirements. And for those of you listening, if you've ever gone through a divorce, right, think about you. If somebody was, somebody had the mortgage divorce specialist, right, that went, and everything that went with, with that, that went with, with that, everything that went with that, wouldn't you feel like that speaks to you? Why do you think VA loans exist, veterans loans? How about first-time home buyer, right? Low down payment, down payment assistance, right? How about self-employed, non-QM? Folks, I know it's cliche to say the riches are in the niches, but it's cliche for a reason because oftentimes cliches are true. 
So Kevin, to answer your question, one area I would look at would be, would be becoming a right quote certified divorce mortgage specialist. And we've had um, uh, divorced this house on a couple of times. Aunt Wendy and the gang over there from that company in Nashville. You can look them up at divorcethishouse.com. Um, they put you through a uh, online curriculum, education and training to get you. Um, uh, it's not certified that, that they use the term. I forget what the term is that they use. But anyway, the they're, they're a source of it. There's also divorce lending, you know, other other sources out there for that, for you to find and get educated on that. You can Google that. Lots of different places and organizations for you to become, right, uh, a specialist in that. Designated, that's what I was looking for, a designation. In addition to that, like, how do you even approach attorneys? And it's not through the, some of the traditional means, you know, like cold calling and letters and all that kind of jazz. Um, and you need a team with you and you need to know what to say and how to approach them. So I would definitely be looking at divorce, Kevin, and I would also be looking at what other, oh, I would probably um, also specialize in self-employed simply because the growth of non-QM is going to be a big thing moving forward. And in the, the world that we live in now, uh, and, and that's ever in growing, which is the gig economy, where more and more people don't have traditional nine to five jobs, don't have traditional W-2 income. That's where the non-QM loans are going to come in. And, you know, uh, uh, a few months back, I did an episode with, um, um, oh my God, who is it? Why am I blanking? Angel Oak. Thank you. <laughs> thank you very much. Angel Oak, right? And so they're obviously one of the premier non-QM providers in the country. And you can go back and uh, look them up for if you want more education about that. So that'd be two places I look, Kevin. Hope that helps. All right, let me transition into um, what we're talking about with today's episode. And it's a bit of a rant today. I'm talking about email. Email. When's the last time you took a look at your email? Your, and by the way, what I mean by this specifically is automated out of office email reply. So I've done a little bit of an informal study, if you will, and I've collected together a couple of responses of emails that I've received from mortgage lenders when they're out of the office. Now, how do I get these? Well, you know, I obviously have a number of mortgage professionals on my email list. Uh, and when I send out updates about the podcast, if their automated out of office reply is on, well, I get these responses from them. And I want you to remember something or consider something is that you're always branding. You're always branding. What is the impression that you're leaving, that you're creating. And maybe it's time for you to do a little bit of an audit. Maybe it's time for you to opt in to your automated out of office email response. Maybe it's time for you to have somebody check it out and ask them what do they think? Because you tell me, when did you actually put together your automated off out of office response? How long ago was that? When's the last time you looked at it? Have you had anybody check it out yourself to give you feedback on that? Let's talk about a couple that I have here. Now, keep in mind, this is from 
somebody who is a mortgage originator and their out of office is turned on. So that means whoever is emailing them, an agent, a client, a prospect, this is the email response being received. Are you ready? Here we go. Thank you for emailing. I'm out of the office at this time. Okay, so far, not, not so bad. I will be checking email intermittently and returning messages when I can. Thanks and make it a great day. That's it. Now, if you received that email and you were in the middle of a transaction, right, of a sizable loan and you got that email, what do you feel is missing from that? I mean, first of all, it actually doesn't even have the person's name at the bottom. Literally, it's missing that. And I'll get back to you when I can. Thanks. And oh, by the way, let me just point out in this email, it says thanks and make all caps it a great all caps day. Exclamation, exclamation, exclamation. By the way, intermittently is spelled wrong. There's a little thing called spelled check, right? Or grammarly, if you haven't heard of that free Chrome extension. It'll help you make you a better writer. So guys, what's the impression this email is creating? Like, let me read another one. Let me, you tell me if you think this one's better. Asterix, stop, please read. End of asterix. I will be out of the office with limited access to email and voicemail until Monday, December 4th. Not to worry. For immediate attention, please call my team at number, phone number, or email, right? The such and such team is available seven days a week from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. Thanks. Signed, loan officer. Immediately under loan officer signature, address, email, website, link to bio, NMLS information, links to social, to follow, connect. And then further down below, specific links to website features. It says click the blue links below, apply now online, document upload, commonly required mortgage documents and explanations. Oh, by the way, what do you think's there? If I click that link, it goes over to a page on their website that provides further explanation about some of the additional documents that are normally going to be required in the process. Like that? Feel that one's better? Hmm. I think so. Are you learning anything now about what you could add to your out-of-office email? What do you think is missing for you? Now, there's some other ones out here that are good. They're basic, right? Hello, and thank you for your email. I'm in appointments. Uh, it's actually abbreviated APPTS. I'm in apps for the remainder of the day. If you need assistance in my absence, please contact such an right, email address. You can also text me at. I will do my best to respond as soon as possible. Thank you. Name of the loan officer. 
And then, of course, disclaimers at the bottom. Let me see if I can find another one here that might be. Aha. Hello. I'm currently out of the office and unavailable. Typo. Misspelled. During my absence, please redirect all emails to this person on my team or call my office at. Thank you and have a blessed day. Again, I'm not, I don't want to come across as being overly critical. I've been guilty of this myself. And I think we're missing an opportunity to create an impression. Here's another one. Thank you for your email. If this is in reference to pre-approval, please contact such and such person at email address or by calling phone number. If this is in reference to anything else, please contact someone else who handles everything else. Email, phone number for immediate assistance. Thank you. Hmm. Let me try one more and then we'll talk about how to make these better. All right. Hello. And by the way, this is in the text in this email is red in color and it's in italics. The entire two or three sentences, all italics, all one single line, not separated by paragraphs. Hello. Thank you for your email. I'll be out of the office from 11, 12, 21. With limited access to phone and email, I respond to your message as soon as I can upon my return, 11, 15, 21. For urgent matters, please kindly contact this person. Have an awesome day. Thank you. No links. Now, this is multiple examples you've heard of me give right now. There was only one example, right? Where there was some personality put in there that said, right? The such and such team is available, right? seven days a week, eight to eight, right? Here's the links, my website. Here's the links to the docs, to upload, to apply, my social media links, my whatever. Missed opportunity. What impression are you creating? Guys, same is lame. Every engagement and interaction is an opportunity to create moments of impact. Now, I thought I'd do a little research and find out what are some examples of good out-of-office emails. And I found HubSpot, who had some examples of funny out-of-office emails. And I'm not implying that you should just be funny, right? Um, but I am implying that you should have personality. And remember, people would rather be entertained than educated. And to the degree you can be entertaining or meaning have a personality, create a connection, the more trust you're going to build, the more likability, the more referability, right? So what should you be putting on your out-of-office message? Now, clearly, it should have some basics. You've heard the basics. A quick I'm out of the office phrase is helpful. The date or time range that you'll be out is helpful. Who to reach out to in case the sender needs immediate attention. And by the way, how you structure it and how you write it, I think is very important. 
Meaning, is it easy to read? Is it a long run-on sentence? Is there typos and misspellings? Is it grammatically correct? Is it structured that it's easy to read on a mobile device? Which means creating spacing and perhaps adding some bold where appropriate. So putting it all together, right? Some of the basics are, right, you've already heard, thanks for your email. I'm currently out of the office until, here's the date. If you need help, email my colleague. By the way, the other thing that I didn't really notice in here, even when it said, if you have questions, please email this person, it doesn't say who they are. Like this one right here, for urgent matters, please kindly contact so-and-so. Well, who are they? And what if I can't reach them? Please contact so-and-so. Well, what I would love to see is here's who to contact and like based on your need, right? If this is regarding a loan in process, please contact, right? Um, Susie Smith, here's her phone number, here's her email. By the way, you can text her at this number, right? For loans in process, right? For new loans or to fill out an online application like you heard in that one example, right? Click here to be taken to my mobile-friendly online app, right? If it's urgent, right? So you have these, this stack of people, right, who are lined up and ready to handle things while you're out of the office. And I'm going down a little bit deep on this right now, and you may not think it's that big of a deal, but let me just tell you, perception is everything. What do people say about you when you're not in the room? What do people say when they get this email, right, of completely vagueness <laughs> with no structure, all written in red, all italicized that I can barely even read on a mobile phone? And they're just like, hey, I'm out of the office with limited access to phone in, and I'll respond as soon as I can when I get back in five days, Right? And I know the tendency is to think this isn't a big deal, and I'm here to tell you it is. So maybe you want to rethink your out-of-office automated response email and put something of personality in there. Here's a couple of examples. Have fun, by the way, with people. Okay? Here's some funny out-of-office messages. I'll email you back once I've defrosted. Okay, and in this example right here, there's a picture of the forecast for Mount Hood that shows uh, three to five inches of snow, five to seven feet the next day, 22 degrees, right? And the person's writing, gotta go, my fingers are frostbitten. If you really need me, either get a shovel and dig me out of here or reach out to my colleague, Anna, who's not frozen under snow, uh, under snow with frostbitten fingers at... Ba, 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 ba. Here's how Anna can help you. Here's Anna's superpowers. If your email client allows it, you could just, right, you could put in an image. And I'll put a link to this in the show notes just so you can see it for fun. But visual content is essential to conveying emotion, right, to conveying a message and so forth. Here's another one. I'll get back to you when I return to civilization. <laughs> uh, if you're traveling to a remote mountainous area, why not jab some fun at your lack of Wi-Fi in your autoresponder? Plus, that makes it less likely that people will expect an immediate response or continue to email you after the first try. Here's an example. Hi there. 
Sorry I missed you. Unable to get back to my email right this second. Why? I'm on a backpacking trip surviving on spam, really good water, and trail mix. You should see the stars out here. I'll get back to you when I return to civilization or to an area with Wi-Fi or to the office on May 10th, whichever comes first. If you need help right now, email, right, Anna on my team. If this is your need, email, contact this person. If this is your need, email, contact this person. If you're, listen, people, right, you're allowed to take vacation. Why not? If you're on vacation, if you provide confidence and certainty that their needs are still going to be met with you out of the office, I think it's okay to say, hey, I'm out backpacking in the Himalayas, surviving on trail mix and good spam, right? Here's another example. Hey, I'm on vacation until July 18th. If you need to reach me, here's what you'll need to do. First, travel to my homeland of Florida, climb the highest peak of the tallest mountain, find a rare flower, no specifics, of course, it'd be cheating, put the flower back because the old hiking rule goes, leave everything as you found it. When you understand that flower, you'll know how to reach me. Trust me, you'll know. If your message requires a response faster than that, please email da 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 da. Here's a good one. I think this is my favorite right here. Uh, this is the, uh, the response to the automated email responder, right? Um, it basically says, I know I'm supposed to say I'll have limited access to email, but I'm currently out of the office on vacation. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's funny. That said, I promised my wife I'm going to try to disconnect, get away, and enjoy our vacation as much as possible. So I'm going to experiment with something new. I'm going to leave the decision in your hands. If your email is truly urgent and you need a response while I'm on vacation, please resend it to interrupt your vacation at blank.com and I'll try to respond it promptly. If you think someone else at XYZ company might be able to help you, feel free to contact my assistant, right? Blah, 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 blah and she'll point you in the right direction. Otherwise, I'll respond when I return warm regards. Mm. Very interesting, very interesting. So you can take what you want from this. Again, I'm not saying, you know, you wanna come across as sarcastic, but listen, be honest and transparent and have a little fun with it if you can, okay? Here's another one. The bad news, I'm out of the office. The good news, I'm out of the office. You can show just how thrilled you are about your vacation while still providing an apology, sort of. Here's the example. Hey there, I've got good news and bad news for you. Let's go with the bad first. Bad news is I'm out of the office. Good news is I'm out of the office and enjoying Cancun. If you can't wait for a response, my colleague will be happy to take care of you. Just contact them here. I'll be back on February 7th. All right? And there's other examples here. I'm going to put them in the show notes. Like you said, you could probably grab some creative ideas out of this. But look, guys, Get creative, have a personality, make it fun to do business with you, all right? And do an audit of your automated out of office replies. Some of these are just very, very much in need of improvement. Okay, so that's my rant for the day. Hey, let me close it out by saying this. Um, we're entering or we've already entered a market, right? You guys are, you know what's happening. Refis are down. And look, you want more referrals from real estate agents. You want more relationships. You want more referrals. But as you know, there's lots of you, lots of loan officers going after agents, by and large, bringing no value, showing up with the same as lame, and it's become a numbered game for you. And that's how agents respond to you with numbness. 
and no response because there's no unique value offered to them. It's the same message of we closed in six days, try me, I work 24-7, all that kind of stuff. Therefore, loan officers need a system to rise above the noise, right? To not become a number and to get agent relationships and referrals. We provide a turnkey proven platform to help loan officers do that and do that at scale. As a matter of fact, I think of two of our members, Kerry Cobb, whose first year in the business, approximately 75 loans, 40% of them came exclusively from our platform. Chris Kogel, who within six months or less closed 25 loans and over $5 million in production. How do we do that? We do that with the MyAgent Classes platform, which is a turnkey, completely done for you platform for you to get in front of agents at scale by teaching agent classes, be it in person, be it over Zoom. And by the way, this is for people who've never delivered a class before. This is for people who think, I'm, how can I deliver a class? I'm not an expert on that topic. We've solved all of that for you because everything is provided for you. The PowerPoints, the train, the trainer videos, the speaker notes, the handouts, the invitations, the emails, the SMS text messages, the flyers, you name it. All you need to do is turn the key, practice the presentation a couple of times and join our weekly coaching call. And you too will be rising above the noise, getting agent conversations and referrals. Want to learn more? Go to mortgagemarketing.pro, check out the short video, and if it's for you, we'll see you on the other side. If not, you just close the browser window and you keep on going. Mortgagemarketing.pro, check it out. Love to see you over there. So that's it for this week's episode, and uh, I appreciate you tuning in as always. And listen, we are getting ready to release some of the guest interviews that I've been doing, and I'm really excited to bring those people your way, so stay tuned for that. And if you're up for it, hey, feel free to leave me a review wherever you're listening to this podcast. Until then, we'll see you on the next one. Bye for now. Hey guys, what's up? Real quick, uh, you've heard about the Mortgage Marketing Pro membership before, and I just want to quickly remind you if that you're in a place in your business where you simply need more purchase loans, you need to fill your pipeline with purchase business, let's just face it, agents are still a solid pillar of business and sources of purchase business for you. Well, good news. Our Mortgage Marketing Pro membership helps loan officers like you close more loans without the hassle of chasing agents or cold calling. Done for you agent classes, expert training videos, a marketing automation platform that automates the entire process for you, everything you need to build your personal brand in your local market, attract and convert agents into referral partners, plus done for you proven marketing materials and plug and play content to make promoting your class, getting agents butts and seats, partnering with affiliates real easy. But that's not all. You'll also get access to our weekly mastermind calls with top LOs, authors, speakers, and coaches to learn the best strategies to grow your business right now in today's market. And as an extra bonus for a limited time, for all new members, you'll get access to a database of 200 agents in your local market that have closed anywhere to, from eight to 50 transactions in the last 12 months. And we'll provide that list upload into our platform for you so you can get off to a fast start in reaching actually productive agents. So what are you waiting for? You can check out more at mortgagemarketing.pro, see more of the success stories there. And if you feel compelled to do so, book a call, we'll have a chat, we'll see if it's a fit.
Don't miss out on this opportunity to take your mortgage business to the next level right now. Head over to mortgagemarketing.pro.